everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us today. We're starting a new three-week series called Behind My Journey. These next three episodes you're going to want to tune into. They're inspired by a podcast we started this year called Behind My Journey, where we sit down and we hear stories of what God's doing in the lives of people. And if you don't have that podcast, you should go wherever you listen to podcasts, search for Behind My Journey and get it. There's some really inspiring stories. And we wanted to bring three fresh ones to you uh, in these next three episodes. So today I'm joined here by my buddy Ryan Floda. Ryan, thanks Hello. for taking some time, first of all, to Absolutely. do this. Thank uh, you. Ryan has been a part of our church for a while, <clears throat> and he volunteers. He, you're actually part of the group that brings this online experience to people every week. You're just behind the camera. Yeah, so yeah, I like it behind the camera. I, I know, so I appreciate <laughs> you coming over on this side. Um, and I just wanted to start. I know you, you grew up, at least part of your early years were in Texas, mm-hmm. um, and you grew up with some church experience. Can you, can you start by telling us a little bit about that? Uh, what was that experience like as a kid going to church, and how did God, at what point in that process did God start to become personal to you? Okay, so my, my family history is pretty diverse, and Methodist, Baptist, Free Will Baptist, Catholic, all you, that. You saw a little bit of everything. everything a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, and I you know, attended churches with a little bit of everything involved, <laughs> but... When we got when we got to Dallas, there was a youth group that we got involved in at a Bible church. Okay. And uh, the relationships that were made in that youth group, you know, I always joke about the sand volleyball court. We had one of those, but that was our hangout on Wednesday mm-hmm. nights and Sunday nights. Uh, the youth group had our own room, and we were a really close-knit group of kids growing up. And <clears throat> overall, it was just an amazing experience. You know, we had our own music. You know, that's when contemporary worship was coming out. And then there's some stuff that you wouldn't play in church, but in the youth group you could play that stuff. And so that's when my relationship with God became real personal and understanding what was going on. I'd been saved years before that and knew I was a believer, but the relationship part of it is where I really started learning uh, from that group. So was it the... Was it the adults and I guess the other students that you were connected with there? That's what really brought it to life for you? Yeah, it was the students. Um, Dave Haney was the pastor. He was super uh, connected with the youth group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd go on ski trips with us and, and come out and say hi. But Rick, our youth pastor, <clears throat> he had long hair, ponytail, you know, played the drums. And, uh, you know, he just made it a really fun environment, yeah. but a very serious environment at the same time. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So let's fast forward a little bit. As you transition out of high school, mm-hmm. college, adult life, all of that, um, how did how did your faith transition? What impact did that transition have on your relationship <clears throat> with God? So I moved back to Illinois my freshman year of high school. Oh, okay. And that's, that's probably when things changed because I was a little bit on my own trying to figure out where I wanted to go to church. I knew that... Um, that same atmosphere is what I wanted, uh, but it just wasn't there yeah. where I lived. But I did find a place that was, it was similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, you get into high school and you start drifting. Um, you know, I didn't have that network that I had in the Dallas area. And then college, you really start drifting. I didn't go to college. Um, so I worked and I was on the road all the time. And 
even though I had a personal relationship with God, I wasn't involved in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it was just a, I was drifting. You were, yeah, that's a good way to put it. What, <clears throat> how long did that last? And what, as you look back now, because hindsight's twenty twenty, yeah. right? But as you look back now, so what impact do you think that had? The fact that you, you found yourself, which it happens to a lot of people, you get disconnected, you lost your support group there yeah. in Texas. Um, so you start getting disconnected from people, you start disconnected from church a little bit, next thing you know you're drifting. What impact do you feel like that had over the years on you personally and, and your life and the direction you were going? Yeah, well, I mean, I had a really good group of friends, but we were really focused on ourselves. You know, yeah. it, going to church wasn't our priority at the time, <laughs> best way to say it. Sure, sure. <clears throat> and, but, you know, so there's there's about four years there, and naturally you start to feel the loneliness you know that God's created me for something different Mm -hmm. and you can't put your finger on it you know it's just one of those things you're trying to put your finger on it but you you know I'm single um I travel the country every every week I'm gone you know so I can't really establish a relationship at church I'm I'm I was only in Murray for one week out of a month if Mm -hmm. I was lucky and uh you know so it's just a little different yeah. trying to create that yeah. environment and you couldn't create the environment you know it just wasn't set up that way um, but what I did realize is the relationship that I that I want and I long for um, was going to have to come to a head and, and eventually came to me not having that job anymore so, so so you changing jobs then led to you being able to start reconnecting like what oh, happened yeah. there so I, I ended up getting married okay um, Started slowly uh, weaning myself away from that job. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pretty decent position there, and I was good friends with the owner and didn't feel like leaving him hanging, so I worked that job, and then I started a, a company at the same time just so I could start establishing that, and then uh, got involved in a local church here, and uh, it, it still wasn't what I was looking for, but it was currently a, a fit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what, as you started going through adult life then, mm-hmm. um, tell me a little bit just about the ups and downs or the trajectory of your relationship with God in your life and how those two intersected. How did, um, how did that grow or how did that change over time? So I, I still based um, what I was looking for on what I had in Dallas, okay. on that youth group. That's, that's how impactful that youth group was. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the open door policy, um, you know, a big thing to me was I've got family, like I said, Catholic, Methodist, eight different types of Baptists, you know, the list goes on and on. But I wanted to have a place where if they came to visit me, that they felt like they were part of that. And I honestly could not find it. Yeah. Uh, just very everything's so closed door, and unfortunately, it, it's that way. Yeah, and so you start having kids. Yep. Um, how did did that change your thought process at all at that point? Um, when you start having kids, were you thinking? Because this happens a lot. People are like, "Oh, I got to figure out a place to go because I want my kids to have some type of faith foundation." Was that part of it with you at all, or how how did that play out? So part of that, it go, I guess going back a little bit, um, 
like I always relied on my one-on-one -on -one relationship with God and just knowing that he was always there, I could talk to him. You pray. never doubted that. No, never doubted that yeah. one bit. And, you know, you can unfortunately, I mean, like a lot of people probably found out this past year, you start communicating with God and you're like, well, I really don't need to go to church because, I mean, he's talking, he's talking to me. And I, I got in that rut, but there's a, there's a part that's built in you uh, that you have to find, and it's pushing out and showing what God's done for you to mm -hmm. other people. And so <clears throat> we're involved in a church. I still won't become a member, um, and that was a big deal, apparently. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was a big deal to be a member of a church, but I guess it is. It, it carried a lot of weight there. Yeah, it carried yes. a lot of weight. And, um, you know, as the kids were born... I wanted, I still wanted them to have the same experience that I had when I was in middle school. And um, I just, I didn't see it there. It, it was kind of more of a inside, you know, mm -hmm. focus on, on yourselves and not what's out there. And I'll, I'll never forget a good friend of mine uh, told me one day, he said, you know, <clears throat> you're bigger than just these doors. Mm. And that that sat with me for a long time eventually I, I figured it out so so um i know you well enough to know that um, this really your relationship with god it really does matter to you oh 100 percent. and you do feel like you you feel very confident not just you but all people like god has a purpose for us and you're you're trying to I mean, you really do want to live your life in a way that you're making an impact and making a difference. Um, but that's not always easy, and it's really easy to get distracted. So over the course of the last few years, what are some of the lessons God's taught you? What are some of the things you've taken away where you've seen him work in your life, maybe in good times, maybe in difficult times? But what are some of those, some of those things that you've walked away confident about when it comes to God? <clears throat> so, so I've been fortunate to have... Uh some people around me in my life that I can talk to about stuff, mm -hmm. which is important. My uncle specifically. Um, and, you know, we all, we all have talents and gifts and using those serving people, uh, giving. And there's just a, a point of, I had, okay, what is it that you want from me? And what, what gifts do I have? You know, I can do build stuff with my hands. Mm -hmm talk to people, um, just kind of go through life. But um, what, what part of, of me do you want me to serve you, God, is kind of where I was at. And, um, uh, you know, just it, it, you get confused and lost because you don't know exactly where you're at. Mm -hmm. And you... you you hear what God's telling you over and over, and finally you just have to break and let it go and, and go with it. So <clears throat> I, I knew there, I, that, that quote just kept sticking in my head, you're, you're bigger than these doors, you're bigger mm -hmm. than these doors. I'm like, man, what does that mean? What mm -hmm. does that mean? And unfortunately, um, my, my wife and I split, and I, I found... Like, just searching. I was a worship leader. You know, I was a part of this church, 
but man, I was still searching. I had made some horrible decisions. Everything kind of unraveled, right? Everything just fell apart. Yeah. And I'm, I'm searching for an answer. I'm like, I know there's something more. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I walked into Journey. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and, know what. And, and pretty much your lowest, one of your lowest yeah. points, right? Yeah, and it, it, it was on a weekend, and giving's a big deal to me. Um, like, I, it's a personal deal to me. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and I think it was the second service that I came to, and it was the four Callaway giving. Mm-hmm. And man, I just sat back there and cried. Mm-hmm. Couldn't believe it. Huge deal. Um, that to, to take that effort, and I sat down with Jared Martin, who didn't know me, and this dude talked to me and listened to my life story. Well, one of the things about you is, I mean, when you walked into Journey, you were at your lowest point, but you are, and people who know you know this, you're yeah. as transparent as they come. Pretty much. So you, <laughs> yeah, we knew from the beginning, you just laid everything <laughs> yeah. out on the table and said, my, here's my life. It's a little bit of a wreck right now, but here's where I am. Yeah, one of my friends told his wife, yeah, don't ask him questions if you don't want to know the <laughs> yeah, answers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But it, and it is. Um, but I think that was helpful, not to interrupt you, but I think that was helpful. I mean, you still have to change. Yeah. But the first step is to drag all the junk, put it all on the table and own it, right? right. And you had no problem doing oh, that. Yeah. yeah. And you and to get back on track here, I think, it, would you say when you were sitting there that second week, that quote of you're bigger than these doors and then you're watching a church do something outside of absolutely. themselves. It all started to connect for Oh, me. absolutely. I, and then I, I realized at that moment, man, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. And uh, talked to my mom about it. And, you know, just I won't even get into the conversation, probably cry. But um, I, I felt like what I'd been looking for from 13 to 35, mm-hmm. I'd found. Hmm. And uh, the people, the environments, um, and I feel like I'm tooting your horn, but just the, the structure of the church, the giving first, the serving. Um, and it was almost like the people that went to church, it wasn't about them. And, I, man, that's my group of people. It connected with your yeah, values, Yeah, I don't right? want it to be about me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had to drag you on this side of the camera yes. because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, let me ask you a couple questions about this. Uh, one, a lot of people have been in, and some of them probably are right now, in the position you were in when you came to Journey, yeah. where everything's a wreck. Oh, yeah. You know, um, what did what did God teach you through that, and what did you learn about His grace through all that? So, um, the the biggest. Thing that I always like to tell myself is being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Can't be honest with other people if you can't be honest with yourself. Yep. Um, matter of fact, I had to tell one of my kids that this week. I tell them that all the time. But you know, be honest with yourself, and you can be honest with other people, and it's all right. I mm-hmm. mean, and if it if it's bad, I mean, fess up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, realize you're not going to learn if you keep hiding from it and running from your mistakes. You're just not going to learn from it. Uh, and the other part of that is, you know, you ask for God's forgiveness, but how can God forgive you if you can't forgive yourself? And how can God forgive you if you're not willing to forgive someone else? And so that, that, that comes down to the part of being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and, um, and owning up. 
And so I would say, first off, you know, own up to your mistakes, um, but don't don't run from God. You know, that's the last thing you need to do. You you actually need to go the other way. Yeah. And He's going to tell you what you probably don't want to hear. And I think you say it quite a bit. He's going to let you do what you want to do because of free will. But you know, be honest with yourself, and you'll end up finding the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, so the other thing I was going to ask you about with this, and I, we haven't talked about this, so maybe you may okay. go, no, this is not <laughs> it at all. But um, I feel like, having watched you, that early on, I, think, I don't think you doubted God's grace no. as much as you doubted whether you would receive grace from people in the church. Right. Um, and so I, I felt like you were, you, you were a little hesitant for a while just about... Uh, Partly, not so much about, um, I'm afraid people are going to shun me, but you were, you were just afraid. You didn't want to put yourself in a position and do anything that might make it more difficult on the people in the church. Yeah. I, so that, that goes to the volunteering. Like I, yes. I wanted to jump in volunteering. Um, I, I, played, I played guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not want to do that. Yep. Um, but... I found production, which nobody has to see you. Got you, got you behind the scenes. <laughs> You're behind the scenes yeah. uh, with a great group of people, um, and you're, you're making relationships. But, I, I mean, that's one of the things. I, I just never felt judged and, like, grace wasn't offered at Journey. Um, Was that refreshing and, to get, no, to get in yeah, there absolutely. And, and have a – you felt like these people – they knew your junk because you yeah. weren't hiding it. No. And they still, and, and people were being honest with you, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a problem we yeah, have. You, it's, you tell your story and people are like, yeah, man, you are, you've made some <laughs> you stupid screw, stuff. You screwed that up, man. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you, you did feel completely accepted. Yeah. 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 And, not, and it, being accepted, but the, the, learn, the stuff that I started to learn, um, man, Jared, you and Jared, and even Jordan, which he's behind the scenes and nobody needs to know him anyways. But <laughs> the, the, what I've learned is how to listen. Hmm. Like, <clears throat> you, the three of y'all sit and listen. And it's not just me. Like, I've, I, I've watched it every Sunday, how you listen to people. You know, people come in with their problems. And the, the ability to listen to somebody and not give your opinion and I mean that's that that was a huge changing point for me that I going back to the grace and mm-hmm. the and the grace of the church of journey and the people that go there, you know, they're not there to judge you. And when it comes back to it, man, that person's got just as much baggage as you do. But kind of seems like everybody's a little smart enough to realize that I've got as much baggage <laughs> as that guy and I right. don't want to pick on him about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. All right, uh, two more questions real quick before we wrap up. What's, you've been at Journey for a while now. Your family's involved. Yep. Um, what's been the impact on your family? Because you, you remarried, mm-hmm. to yep. give people the rest yes. of the story, right? You remarried. Remarried. Now, I went from two kids to four now. To four. you got a blended family. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. Which bring I mean, that's a lot of challenges and dynamics in any blended family. Yep. Um, but what's been the impact of having your family all at Journey uh, being involved, being a part, being engaged. How has God used that in your family? 
So the cool part is, uh, you know, my kids grew up watching me play music. Mm -hmm. um, but now they get to see all, all these other people involved in making a Sunday happen. You know, I don't even know. There's normally, what, 80 volunteers a weekend? Yeah, so probably so, over 100. Yeah, okay, over, over 100. 100. Yeah. You're not putting half of them on planning center then? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, there, there are a ton of people that volunteer to make it happen, and that's what I want my family to see. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife, she volunteers. We had to, you know, really pull her in, <laughs> but she's doing it. And, um, you know, even like... My daughter, she wants to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Her schedule is pretty crazy for a high school kids. So, I mean, that becomes difficult. But, um, you know, that as a family, being able to, church isn't just going and what do I get out of it? What can I, you know, I, I, I want everybody in my household to grow up like, hey, Sunday's a time really to go work, mm -hmm. you know, and change somebody else's life, you know, and, and focus on that. How? You know, on Sunday mornings, whose life is going to change today? And knowing that you're a small part of that and that they can be a small part of that, it's a huge deal. It's pretty awesome for your kids to grow up where they don't know any. I feel the same way about mine. They don't know anything different right. than, oh, all these people jump in to serve others. <laughs> that's just normal to them, yeah, right? Like, it it's all, oh, that's just what we're supposed to do. And then to see life change happen like that, they just think, that's what happens at church yeah. every week. Every and we week. and we know yeah. that's not what happens at every church every oh, week. No. But it's it's remarkable to see. I, I feel the same way you do. I, last thing I want to ask you is this. Um, a lot of people, as I said earlier, have been or are where you are mm -hmm. um, or where you were. Yeah, I don't want to go back where yeah, I was. Yeah, no, okay. where you were. <laughs> so, so for somebody who... Maybe they're sitting there and they're at a point right now where they have made some mistakes... They have made some decisions. They've just wrecked some things, and they're not sure what to do. Uh, they're doubting whether God would still love them. They're doubting whether God still has a purpose for their life mm -hmm. or a plan for them. I mean, what would you say to people who are where you were? What advice would you give them? Well, first off, God always loves you. <laughs> I mean, you get that out of your head. <clears throat> and, you know, don't be afraid to ask yourself and God the hard questions. Um, goes back to being honest with yourself. You know, tell yourself, you know, where you've screwed up, the mistakes you've made, and uh, own up to it. And uh, then, then find a place and a group of people that's willing to listen to you, not talk to you, listen mm -hmm. to you. And I think that's um, that's that's crucial. Don't don't go to the people that are going to talk to you mm -hmm. and tell you well, but if that would have happened or that could have changed and this and that, go to, go to somebody that's willing to listen to you and give you nothing but love and grace. Oh, that, that would be my advice. And I was fortunate enough to have the family um, and God to do that and led me into a direction uh, to another group of people uh, to do the same thing. That's awesome. I, I want to close. I want to highlight two things you've said today that I think are important for people. One is, how how can you not forgive yourself if God's already forgiven you? Like, right. how can our standard be higher than God's? <laughs> yeah. You know. So if He's willing to forgive you, you can forgive yourself. And secondly, 
the only limit to God's grace is your lack of humility. Yeah. It's just if you're not willing to own Absolutely. it and acknowledge you need it, right? Unearned and undeserved. That's exactly right. So um, <clears throat> I hope you walk away from this uh, knowing that. And if you haven't, I hope you'll reach out and accept that. It's as simple as telling God, I blew it. I need your grace. I need your forgiveness. And boy, he's awesome to give it to us. So, Absolutely. Ryan, thanks, man, for sharing. Appreciate Welcome. it. Thank you. We'll see you in the next episode of Behind My Journey. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Callaway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.